Hi, welcome to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, and joining me today is Sharia Banerjee and Paul Counts, and they are the co-founders of Marketing Counts, a digital marketing firm with a three-pillar approach. Now, today we're going to discuss foundation traffic and engagement. Now, keep listening and find out how you can dominate your niche in a crowded marketplace. Life is too short, trying to run a business and balance what you love. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, a former corporate marketing drone and certified life coach turned mompreneur who got fed up with the mom guilt that comes from trying to have the perfect work-life balance. Why can't we have a fit life and a fit business? I'm here to make it easier to be your own boss and enjoy your life. Tune in every Thursday for new episodes. We're going all in with interviews with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, risk takers, coaches, and side hustlers, along with solo episodes with yours truly to provide actionable tools, tactics, processes, and even case studies so you can discover how to create, maintain, and or grow a total fit lifestyle you deserve. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Welcome to the show. Hey, we're glad to be here. Thank you so much. Thank guys, you for having us. Yes, guys, let me tell you, we are all over this subject. And let me tell you why. It's because you guys said it best. When we first started talking, before we started recording the show, a lot of people have the process incorrect. Now you start with foundation, then traffic, then engagement. So let's talk about that. What does that actually look like when we start with foundation? What is a foundation? Let's start with that. What does foundation traffic and engagement even mean in online business? Or even a lot of time, here's what happens. When we take things from our day-to-day, like a brick and mortar business and take it online, people forget common sense things. I don't know why. So they're the same things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we just started that. We're, we're leveling the playing field. It's the same thing. Now, foundation, if you had a brick and mortar store, would be your store. It would be the layout. It's the mm-hmm. same thing. If you go online, it would be your website. It would be how you're capturing your audience's information. How, where are people coming to get information about you? It's all of that. And people ignore that quite a bit because as soon as they go online, social media, it's mm-hmm. very hot. Mm-hmm. The first thing when you think online marketing, you think social media. I just need to be on social media. I might have to run ads on social media. That's all they think about when you, like when you're first starting at least. In online marketing, you think about that's what it is. And people jump into that. That's also being taught in schools, even. It's very corporate focused. It's not so much small business focused. That's what we've realized. And that's why we actually teach high school students in some marketing our courses in our in over 140 schools, high schools. Mm -hmm. And what it's being taught in traditional colleges and schools is you focus on the traffic and things will come because a lot of big businesses have that money to spend on ad. A lot of small businesses don't have that money or even solopreneurs or, you know, as an entrepreneur right yourself, you don't have that money to say, I'm going to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on ad to get that visibility for myself. So that's why you have to flip the system. The traffic first mentality that's being taught by everybody is more focused on the corporate side. The foundation first mentality is what applies to us. <laughs> when I say us, like yep. small businesses and even like your entrepreneur, if you're starting yourself, if you're an influencer, like it needs to be a 
foundation first mentality. Whenever I am ready to spend my marketing dollars on an ad or anything else, any way to get traffic, trying to build my social media by posting because time is money, right? So do I have a way to capture that information? Do I have a way of getting that customer back to me and having a way of interacting with them outside of that platform? Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, it's that's a really good explanation of it. And it comes down to a small business owner doesn't have a million plus dollars to waste on impression based ads and hope they convert. And if you are not looking at your audience, if you're not understanding who your audience is, if you're not giving them the right message on your landing page, your campaign is going to be doomed from the get go. And so you really need to take we we harp on that process so much at FTE formula. And we can continue to talk more through that. But we really harp on that process because it is the only thing that's going to help you have a business 10 years from now rather than a hobby. And if you don't have your foundation set, you're basically building a hobby. And that's what people need to realize. You got to make sure that you're building a real business and it's not attractive. It's not sexy. We work with clients that they want everything now. And (laughs) it's so frustrating because it's, if you guys would just chill, you'll see that in a couple months, this will work, but they come at us. We joke to ourselves. We, We have some clients where we actually do the floofy stuff that doesn't get them any results because it makes them feel good to see a bunch of Instagram posts. But in the back end, we're revamping their tweak. We're tweaking their landing page. We're making tweaks there. We're focusing on SEO and organic. We're focusing on emails and text messages that actually are driving the sales. And they're happy because they see three social media posts a day. So they're like, oh yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. They don't know that's not driving their revenue. It's yeah, an I mean, interesting if, approach. Yeah. If you think about it to the real world example, I wanted to tie this back just a quick loop back. Uh, if you don't have a, what good is it to advertise on TV to bring people? Mm-hmm. Their story? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you don't have a foundation, if you don't know where you're going, what's the point in putting out flyers and can't really, I mean, you're overwhelmed, right? Yes. <laughs> so just to bring this to something that's actionable, they've started their business. They may have seen mm-hmm. some success, but they're realizing, Hey, I've got to start all over and, and go back to my foundation. What actionable steps could we provide? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to go old school route. I'm a pen and paper person. So take it out. Even if you want to do it on your iPad or whatever, however you want to do it, make three columns, F T E, every single tool that you use, every single training that you have, everything that you do categorize them. For, For example, Canva. Okay. It's free. You could use it to design your social media templates for IG, right? It's very cool. Mm-hmm. Definitely use it if you guys have never heard about it. Yeah. So that is a tool for your both traffic and foundations. Your, you, it could help you do all of that. So put that tool. Okay. There's a tool that I use here and then list out all the things that you do. Maybe your web hosting, any other fancy tools that you pay for monthly that you think you need. If you start listing them down, you're going to start seeing, wait, does this make sense? It doesn't. This is something that we do with our clients and they realize very fast that what works, what's not working. Do I need this? Do I not need this? How do I fix this? So start by that, make a list Mm -hmm. FTE. And if something does not fit into FTE, it's a squirrel. It's a shiny object. You don't need it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. That's really good on, on that steps and understanding what tools you're using and having that tool set mindset like Shreya has. It's so critical to start there with the tools you use. And then when it comes to foundation, like we can give there's a few actionable things you can look for each of those. So continue down that column. Once you understand the tools you're using, the foundation 
there's actually a couple of things you should look at right out of the gate for your foundation. And this is an exercise everybody should do. Go to your website on both your computer and then on your phone. So you got to do it both ways. A lot of people just look at it on their computer and, oh, it looks wonderful. And then on their phone, awful or vice versa, right? (laughs) Right. So so you got to go to your website and look at what's called above the fold. So that's what you see when you first land on your page. And that's the first part of your foundation. Now you have seconds to capture people's attention. So you don't want to waste a lot of real estate up there with stuff like, welcome to our website. That's not exciting. (laughs) Yeah, join our newsletter. Yeah, join our newsletter doesn't work either. You want to make sure that you connect with your audience. So you need to understand what is their number one pain point because they're busy. There's so much content being thrown at them from social media, from websites, from I mean, streaming platforms, you name it, right? So you have very limited time to capture their attention, attention and interest. So you need to really make sure that your opening statement, whether it's a headline and along with a graphic that really pulls them in, you want to make sure that connects. I know it's easy to say you love your website, so it's easy to really like it, but ask some friends what they think of it. Does this connect if you are trying to solve this problem? So make sure that that you're messaging right out of the gate on your website and don't be afraid to tweak that message and make that your one of your first priorities. The very first thing you should do is look at your website and see what messaging you're giving. Because if you're giving people a boring message like welcome, and then there's also the other mistake is there's no call to action. A lot of businesses, they do not have a call to action. If you were to go like on our website, we start with a strong headline and then we have a quick call to action to get them to give up their email address. And that's important because you need to be able to capture people's attention. If you're not capturing emails, you're losing out big time. I feel like a lot of people are scared to ask for that information. Mm-hmm. People think, why would I give it to you? Yeah. But you need to be your favorite shopping spot. Like I love to go shop at Michael's or like at Kate Spades or mm-hmm. right. The first thing they do when you're checking out, they go, oh, do you have, do you want to need to email your receipt? Or do you want to download my app? Or if you give us your phone number, we'll give you a 15% coupon. They do it. Exactly. Exactly. Now guys, what's one thing that's really important too, I think with the foundation that I'm sure you can, you, it's probably a huge pet peeve for you guys too, is loading time. When you get to a website, you can't even see the full if it takes forever. That's true. What are some things that we can maybe get rid of or do to lighten the load for a faster web load? Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing um, they could look at first tool is just look up Google PageSpeed Insights. The name changes here and there, but it's similar. Mm -hmm. You'll see it in the first result, one of the first results. Go to Google PageSpeed Insights, put your website in there, and then they're going to tell you some of the issues with why your site's loading slow. And if you're using WordPress, which I think a lot of business owners are, so I'm just going to speak to that just out Mm -hmm. of the gate. There's a couple things you can do. There's a couple plugins that will actually enable you to compress your images. So you can, and they change all the time. So just to not date this podcast, I'll just tell you what to look for. You want to look for image compression plugins, image compression, image optimization plugins, and you'll see several of them. And what they do is actually will take your images because a lot of times we upload really high quality images, which they can look good. But if you're uploading a two megabyte file for an image, that means that site has to process a two megabyte image, which on some that's going to make it load slower. So you want to make sure that these image compression tools will actually make reduce the size of those and make them much smaller. And that's a big part of PageSpeed is if you can reduce that file size. Another interesting one is the amount of fonts that are utilized on some of these WordPress themes. Hmm. And some of these themes, and you'll see it when you do the Google PageSpeed Insights, but like 
I've seen sites that are pulling 50 things or 50 fonts. And you're going like, are you really using 50 fonts on your website? <laughs> and so there's ways that you can, if you don't want to do it yourself, but you can run the Google PageSpeed Insights and you had somebody build your website, you could actually share that Google page. So the actionable step here would be, if you're not the tech, share it with your tech person that insights and say, Hey, look, I, cause Google tells you right in the PageSpeed Insights report, they tell you, you have 35 fonts loading or this many fonts are loading. Share that with your tech person and say, Hey, I would like to have these removed with a certain plugin or just ask them and they should be able to walk you through or they should be able to knock it out. And that's like a step. So you don't have to be the tech, but that's a minor one. The image is the most important thing to really look at for page speed. That's the most critical thing um, that I find makes a difference. WordPress themes and other sites, they tend to have a lot of unnecessary things on them. So sometimes you have to play around with finding the right, the right flow for how it's going to go. But the image optimization is one of the simplest things you could do right out. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So that is definitely very helpful. So after yeah. we have our foundation together and we've got our website and it's loading fast and we have everything above the fold, like we should, and we have our call to action and we're ready for traffic. What would you say would be key that we should know that we should do in order to get the most out of traffic? Oh, that's perfect. So Shreya, we've got a couple great traffic sources that we love to, to talk about. The first one out of the gate, if you got your foundation set, then you're now able to send traffic, right? So if your foundation is set, now let's talk traffic. And what we find is not what you're going to hear from everybody else. And that is simply one of the first traffic sources we look at for any campaign is Google ads, Google SEO. And the logic behind that for everybody that just went, oh, I thought I need to use Instagram ads and Facebook ads. We just Google's heard that no. yeah, the air just got sucked out of the room. Those people mm -hmm. just heard that because everybody's taught social media ads, run ads and social media. Mm -hmm. Those are great. But the problem with those is that those are really based on interest targeting. That means they've expressed an interest in what you have. Whereas with Google, they're physically typing in what they want. If we were to type in I want a black leather purse. You want a black leather purse. And the person coming to your store, to your website, wants a black leather purse. That's pretty targeted, right? You know what they want. Now, if you're on, on Facebook or Instagram, you're going to target people that might purchase a black leather purse. So you, and you don't even know if they're fully in the market for it. So yes, I'm not, we're not saying Facebook ads are, are the worst. Or bad because we use them. It, there's it's a time and a place for it in your process. So it's a place. It's it more place. of an engagement type and getting them more following them and saying, "Hey, mm -hmm. did you forget about this?" Type thing. Right. Did you forget about this? And so we find if somebody wants a training on email marketing. We would give a keyword: email marketing tips or email marketing report. That's very targeted because they want to learn about email marketing. They're not. We're not hoping and that they're a business owner that might want to learn about it. Also, one way to keep your ad costs down, if you are going that ad route and not the free SEO route for your traffic, is to use multi-channel marketing. Mm -hmm. So using Google, because Google ads, no one is there. I'm saying yeah. that right now because everybody's jumped on to social right, media ads. On to the social media ads. So yeah. it's very cheap right now. And as I'm saying this, I'm probably giving away this biggest secret because I'm talking <laughs> sense. Use that to capture that information and get them pixeled and then go run the ad right mm -hmm. on, on social media platforms. Cause now you, you already have that built in. So it'll be much cheaper to do a retargeting right. ad rather than getting a fresh new lead. So do it and optimize it's like optimizing it and use multiple platforms. You don't have to rely on one. Yes. And that, that would be the other, that's a great point. Cause if you get them as part of the foundation phase, you should have your web team set up a pixel, you know, the Facebook pixel and 
there's actually a plugin called, and it changes, the name changes here and there, but the concept's the same. It's just like when I told you about the image compression tool, it's called the header and footer injection tool. It's on WordPress. And it's so easy for you to install a Facebook pixel, a Google tracking pixel. It's literally copy and paste. They make it very easy for your website. It's not just those two, right? We were talking about it. People only think it's just two, but Pinterest has one. LinkedIn has one. Depends on where your audience is hanging out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pinterest has a retargeting tool. That's a really good point, Sharia, that people forget about. They forget that you can retarget on more than just Facebook and Instagram. And I'll be honest with you right now, we all know that Facebook has been changing things around privacy policy, and that's actually made the pixels less effective. So businesses are actually having issues retargeting people. So what we do is we take, okay, look at Google, look at Bing ads, same thing, search engines, get the people to your website, pixel them, whether it's on LinkedIn, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, you know, whatever works for your audience, and then run a retargeting ad because those people were interested enough to go to your website. Then you can remarket to them. Then you're building an audience that you can work with. And that's a much more effective way than we call it a throw, you throw money and pray mentality. You just throw money out there and pray it's going to work. You're targeting. Oh, Paul's <laughs> Italian. So he likes to throw pasta on. Yeah. Throw pasta and see if it sticks. That is great. So one of the things that I think that as business owners, we are trying to do so much in it's really hard because there's so many solo, there's so many solo mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. And then you also have those with a small team and, and it gets really hard to manage And especially it's hard to manage engagement. So mm-hmm. what's your ideal day for managing engagement? Yeah. So engagement really is a couple things. So notice that we've gone this far and really haven't pushed social media. Like it's got right. its place and this is its place is engagement because people don't randomly Yes, you can attract some new people with the right campaign on social media. You can get some new people in the door, but it's a longer process. So once you've actually gotten them into your funnel, whether it's through ads, whether it's through word of mouth, whether it's through emails or some other form of marketing, you then can get them onto your social media platforms. That's the natural progression or they happen to come across your website and they click a social media link. So once they're there, they're now a quasi interested base. So that's where you would make a post. Now it's going to vary for every single business, like what the ideal day looks like. There, our favorite form of engagement is not even social media still. It's email. That's why we pitch after Ooh, the email. Yeah. Right. We're, it's amazing. <laughs> Think of it this way, like Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, uh, TikTok. What do they all ask for? That's yeah. So yeah. that tells you something right there. And people get caught up in, in thinking that we to to high school kids, the blowback we got from these kids was unbelievable. They're like, there's no way that they, they just could not believe that people would even need a website because I have an Instagram following that I don't need even a website. I have an, inst- there's an Instagram account. Why does a business need, need anything but Instagram? And it's simply, you don't own that. You don't own right. that property. So you do need that. And when you own an email list, you own those emails. And when you're on Instagram and, and hoping that your followers work, we've known enough businesses that for whatever reason, they looked the wrong way, their Instagram account got shut down. There goes all your followers with it. The mistake people make is they don't take people from those platforms through an ethical bribe or an ethical lead magnet in a sense of, hey, here's five tips to lose weight fast, or here's XYZ, get this coupon code for our store, for goodness sake. So simple things like that can drive leads. And that's why big businesses do them all the time. I mean, Best Buy, you go there and there's coupon code options. There's offers on every website, Old Navy. It doesn't matter what website you shop at. They're going to have a pop-up for some coupon. As far as the engagement goes, it's going to vary. So social media engagement is important. So we do we do either post. Canva's got so many great templates for business owners. So many mm-hmm. great tam- templates. And it's just amazing for simple 
things. And one part about Canva that I think gets ignored because everybody thinks it's image-based is they have some really cool video tools, right? Yeah. Like we've made mm-hmm. some cool videos in there and it, it makes it very simple. We keep it to, I would do about a post a day, but we were talking about this earlier and we were talking about the biggest mistake people make when it comes to social media even is they aren't consistent. So they create this culture to themselves. It's an unnecessary deadline, right? Where they create this unnecessary deadline. (laughs) I've got to do two posts a day because they read somewhere. Well, that's not suitable for your business. We work with insurance agents and we were talking about this. I'm sorry, but how many things can an insurance agent say that's going to be interesting to make enough posts for two a day? Probably not enough. It, It comes down to focus on quality over quantity. And it's okay if you have one one post every three days, mm-hmm. as long as you're consistent with it. So right. like, that's the part, it's when you're not consistent, it becomes a problem. So if you say, I'm going to do a daily post, then that creates a cult in your own culture, even if you're your own business owner of stress and oh, I got to get this done, but do it consistently. You're going to be better off doing things mm-hmm. consistently than doing them hodgepodge and stressed out because the quality won't be there. So that's one thing we focus on. It's going to be very by industry. If you're a local business, one post every three, four days is fine. If you're an international brand, one post a day probably is going to be good. We have clients that think we need to post five times a day, but they don't get that because that's not the most effective for their algorithm. It really doesn't. It becomes spam at that point. So you've got to be careful. There's that fine line. And then the number one engagement tool we're going to use, we're driving again is email. Email has a 4,000 some ROI percent return on your investment. So when you capture an email, by far the best way for us to get sales for any client, the sales our clients get, they think it's that social media post they got, but lo and behold, it's always the email. Right. You, can also use, yeah. you can also use email to trigger the algorithm for yeah. your social media too, by saying, hey, yes. I got- that's a great point, Shreya. Yes. Cause like when you do make that new post, the biggest thing you struggle with on Instagram or Facebook is getting the initial eyeballs because those platforms want you to spend money on ads too. So they want you to spend money to get your reach up. And that's a great point. If you have an email list, you now can get people to go watch your video or do whatever they like and comment and share. So that's what they do. Gotcha. Okay. So let's do something fun. So let's say we have a freebie and our foundation is there. We've got our pixel set up. We've got everything set up on our website, but we have this freebie. So we have a landing page. So we would say what run an ad on Google. What steps would we take all the way through the sell, and now we have a promoter of our product. How do we, what's like a quick rundown that we can? Yeah. So you're talking top to bottom, promoting your lead magnet yes. from start to finish. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. And Trey, you can jump in anytime here. So just Go don't jump in on that one. So the first one is once you get the foundation set, you got your lead magnet, run an ad on Google, look at a Google ad. That'd be step number one. And Google's great because it's local, it's very targeted. So you know that they want what you have to offer. So whether it's a report on weight loss, on fitness, on supplements, or whatever the case is, they're interested in that topic. So that's why we start there first. It also will help you further. The reason you want to start there too, is it's going to give you further optimization ideas down the road, because when you run a Google app and you can start for $5 a day, you don't need to start a lot. And it does not mean you're going to spend $5 times 30. So you're not going to, you're not guaranteeing to spend under $50. Because we learned that if a campaign doesn't work after three, four days, it's not going to work after 30 days. So Hmm. that's something for people to understand. (laughs) Yeah. Great. So you start there with the, you can start for $5 a day. You put in your keyword. So I'm just going to pretend this is a report about email marketing. So you're going to put in the keyword email marketing report or email marketing tips or just email marketing. And Google is going to put together, here's phrases that other people searched for. So it's going to tell you phrases other people searched for. 
then you're going to create your ad using those exact keywords in the ad because having the keywords in the ad will actually make your click-through rate stronger. And so once that is set up, that's going to make your click-through rate stronger, which means you're going to pay less per click without getting too technical. I'm explaining this and you might be going like, my goodness, how am I going to set up my first ad? Google makes it very easy. Actually, they step you through the process. Like here's step one, here's step two, here's step three. So you know exactly what to do. Now your ad will then go live, right? So your ad is now live. After a few days, you can actually look at the numbers and they will tell you based on how many times this certain keyword was got impressions on it. How many times did this certain keyword get clicks through for this keyword phrase? And that's going to give you really good indications of what keywords should you be doing social media posts about? Should you be doing Facebook videos on, YouTube videos? What videos are actually mm -hmm. getting more traction? So okay. instead of everybody goes from a standpoint of let's guess and it's that throw money and pray mentality or throw cost <laughs> against the wall and see if it sticks. You're actually doing an educated guess mm -hmm. of now what keywords are actually going to drive results. Because if you see, I get a hundred impressions for my $5 for the keyword phrase, email marketing tip, then I'm going to do a blog post about email marketing tips so that I can get SEO traffic from it. Or I'm going to go do a video on that topic. And another thing on social media that people forget about is they think it's all hashtag based these days, which those are still good and they're still useful. Hashtags are really just keywords on, on right. social media searches, but the Instagram in particular, their algorithm now looks at keyword phrases in their posts. So if you're writing about email marketing, include the entire keyword phrase in there because they're not, that's now getting picked up. That's get picked, gets even picked up in their algorithm. So there's all sorts of things you can do, but it all starts with your, we also, everything we do goes back to, I can thank Shreya for that because she's got that process-based background from her, her past. And that's is really allowed us to grow and help clients grow because you focus on the foundation of any method you do. And in this case, the foundation of your traffic is going to be understanding what keywords to use for every other traffic source, because then you're not guessing anymore. And so that's why right. we say, start with Google ads. And if you don't want to start there, great. At least understand what your audience wants. And you could actually do total side tip, but they can just go to Google and you can type in email marketing and Google will autofill with all the additional things people also searched for. And that'll give you keywords that Google's saying, Hey, people also search for this. And a lot of them are phrases you never would have thought of for your business. Okay. All right. So we are now running our ad mm -hmm. and we are excited. Yay. Our ad is yes. running. Okay. And so after that, we get their email address and mm -hmm. then we start emailing them 12 times a day. No. Yes. <laughs> if you want to get, if you want to get blocked, yeah, right? if you want to get blocked, you could. Right. <laughs> yeah. So Shrey, I'll let you talk through that. There's a process. We don't go too heavy on the emails, but we also email. So there's this fine balance yes. there. Yes. It's not that complicated. Like at least once a week, if mm -hmm. not sometimes daily, like if you look at big companies, they email you the same thing twice a day to just change their subject line. So yes, but they are bigger companies. You're doing it. You might not have the content. A lot of times we put that again, that fake pressure on ourselves mm -hmm. where we say we have to do something, but do what's comfortable to you. Don't mm -hmm. run yourself to the ground thinking, oh my God, I have to send an email every day. If once a week, make it once a week but be consistent with it because yeah. then you're training your audience almost. And they're going to expect an email saying, Hey, once a week, I'm going to get something from this person or every other day I'm going to get this. So they're, then they're on the lookout as well to say, Oh yeah, I want to see, I want to read, keep it engaging, keep mm -hmm. it fun. Story-based emails works great. Stories do amazing. Yeah. We're talking the littlest story. Recently we were down in Texas. There's like a music teachers conference, right? around the hotel and the email subject line was, I've never seen um, this many music teachers in one spot, dot, dot, dot. 
And then I wrote a story about that. And then I somehow tied it into music and marketing and how it's a system, but that ended up doing extremely well. So the everyday occurrences (laughs) become great email fodder. And, and it becomes more exciting than just a straight promotional email. Hey, save five or 50% today. If every email is a sales email, it's going to look strange too. So tell stories, tell stories about somebody that was in your store and asking you a question. You obviously don't give names. Somebody had a particular question. Like I thought it was funny. Somebody came into our store and they were asking about this widget and this is what I told them. So I thought, you know what? I'd pass this along to you. Cause you probably had the same question. So Little things like that can make a difference in your emails. So if you're looking for content and on the flip side of what Trey was saying, you also don't want to err on the side of never emailing that list. Like we've had clients that literally built an email list. And, and then you, when you start working with them, you go, when was the last time you emailed them? Two months ago. Cause I don't want to be that guy. They literally have said that. I don't mean that person. I don't right. mean that. <laughs> you cannot be scared yeah. of unsubscribe. People are right. going to unsubscribe and that's fine. It's completely okay. Cause not everybody is going to like you and that's mm-hmm. fine. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's something that we all have to live with and that's okay. Like email, don't be scared that people are going to unsubscribe if I email them. That's a big fear we hear all the time. If I email, <laughs> they're going to unsubscribe. If you don't email them, they're not, they might as well be unsubscribed. So exactly. Yeah. Wow. You guys have given so much value. Uh, I would really like to get one more tip for our audience. Okay. And that is, what would you say to anyone that's getting started right now and they're ready to go? What would you say, like a one sentence or one statement kind of thing would you say to them? I would say consistency. Mm. Consistency is, is so strong. There's, you heard us mention it, like the, you know, consistency when you're posting consistency with your, you know, content marketing, with your posts on social media, consistency on your emails, it's all comes down to consistency. Cause if you're not consistent and the only way to be consistent is to set realistic expectations for yourself. And if you tell yourself you're going to do three posts a day, that's going to put an unnecessary expectation on yourself. It's, and you're not going to end up being consistent. You're going to actually get overwhelmed and just like after a week, it's going to be done. We've seen it happen too many times. Set out, I'm going to do three posts a week. That's very manageable. That's very manageable and something that you could do and be consistent to that. Because if you're consistent, that's consistency counts, we like to say. And that makes a big difference. Quality over quantity, right? <laughs> yes. Quality over quantity almost every time wins out. Yeah. Goals are good. They're needed, mm-hmm. but you don't have to kill yourself over it. Don't right. set those expectations and kill yourself that you have to go. You, It's yes. okay. We, we try to do every day though, every day. And as an entrepreneur, we've been combined Trey and I have over 30 years in entrepreneurship. And, and so we've been at, we've got longevity. I started at 13. So I've been at over 23 years. But what I've learned is that every day, almost every day, I do something. I make some stride, even if it's one small thing. So it's one small stride. So with digital marketing, it's so different. If you do one small thing a day and, and that small thing could be, you're doing a post one day, the next day you're actually following up to people in comments, or you're actually going out and chatting with people that are following your certain hashtags to get in and interacting. Cause that's another part of social that I think gets mistaken because people focus so much on the, and this was just one sentence, but here we go. <laughs> this was the, but like on social media, I think people think it's just how many times they post and the inner engagement comes from the people that interact with them. Another thing you could do to give you an example of that one step a day is you could spend some time looking up a hashtag like leadership. Let's say you're selling courses on leadership training or something. You look up the hashtag leadership and then you comment on posts on LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook about leadership and you give your insights on it. And that's going to naturally bring people to your profile Mm -hmm. and go, huh, this person's Mm -hmm. got interesting take on things. And then next thing you know, they might be following you. And then 
two weeks later, they like something you posted and then they end up on your email list because it's in your Instagram profile. And then you email them something and, and that's how it works. That's why business owners, they, they get so it's that now mentality that sinks so many businesses and, and then they want to just jump ship to another marketing agency or to somebody else. And that's a problem. So the now first mentality is the death of many a business because this is not a flip a switch, even though right. it's been portrayed as that. It's mm-hmm. patience and consistency. It exactly. I, I'm going to go back a little bit on the consistency part that we were talking about and how we've done it for so long. We talk a lot about work-life balance. It's not work-life balance. It's work-life integration. Yes. 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 Oh my gosh. That, yes. Oh, yes. It. It's yes. work-life integration. <laughs> That's exactly why we survive and we love it. Like you have to make it work for yourself. We're not the traditional, the people that really, they're big. They're like, oh, you have to wake up in the morning. You have to do your journals. We're not that. Mm -hmm. And we know we're not that. We're not going to force ourselves to be that right? because we're not that. We're not morning people. We're night people. We can be up till 3 a.m. and work and get our best thing out. So whatever works with you, whatever schedule works with you, it's fine. Just go Mm -hmm. do it. Yes. Yes. Well, I love the productivity tip because we're all about productivity. And I just, I really, we're running out of time, but my goodness, I had two major questions that would be two additional shows. One, I wanted to dig so deep into processes because I've grown to love them, although I used to hate them, but now I'm like, they're my best friend. The other thing, Paul, what did you do at 13? So, (laughs) well, and on the process side, Trey is your person. Oh yeah. Trey always likes me to tell this story. Yeah. I learned about email marketing this is awful, but I learned at church camp about email marketing. I captured a bunch of emails of girls when I was at church camp at 12. Hey. I, ended up, <laughs> I ended up doing emails. That's why Shreya's like, he started actually a year earlier. It worked until the mail merge didn't work. But just kidding. Okay. But at 13, I actually was selling t-shirts for a custom apparel company. There was in my high school, they actually, this company was really smart. They sent an email or message to all these high schools. They sent a mailer and they said, hey, we're looking for a junior sales rep in the schools that could just be an advocate for our screen printing products. They were doing custom. So I actually started doing that. And I am somebody that I was like, I don't want to just do this for my school. So next thing you know, the athletic director gave me the uh, athletic director book with everybody's emails. And I started sending emails out from my Hotmail account from dial up internet at the age of 13. And that was when my first foray into email marketing and learning, wow, you can get responses and make sales and reach people all across. And that's when I really got started. Then a, a year or so later, I couldn't send the proofs of the pictures. They needed to see like what the shirt was going to look like. And mm-hmm. Hotmail that time was 500 kilobytes right? attachment, way too right. small. So right. I'm totally dating myself here, but hey, uh, that Super Bowl halftime show was amazing. So, but the, uh, the thing was, is that you couldn't send the picture proofs. And so I ended up telling the owner, like, you've got to get a website. You've got to get your own domain or emails <laughs> under our own domain. And right. finally, because they didn't have a good foundation set. So I kept putting, I was actually saying, you need something, you know, right. way back then. And then finally he said, you wanted the website, you learn how to market it. So then I dove into SEO, link building, all that at the age of 14, 15. And that's how it grew. And then he started referring me to people. And then, so yeah, that's how it went. It was an interesting trajectory that I took. Great story. Great yeah, story. Yeah. And and you you were born to do what you're doing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I started selling <laughs> pencils at second grade. For some reason, I was like an entrepreneur at a young age, eight years old. And I started selling pencils. So it's just one of those, like once an entrepreneur, I guess always one. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Good stuff, guys. Well, people will want to know how they can get in touch with you guys because marketing really does count. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so please let everybody know, we're going to have your information in the show notes, but please okay. let everybody know where you really love to hang out. Yeah, definitely. You can find us actually at marketingcounts.com. 
And then if you want to send us an email, we'll, we've actually got something free we can give away. It's just info at marketingcounts.com and you can email us there. Uh, but marketingcounts.com, you'll get access to everything there. We can email you our Instagram. We'll include that in the show notes for you because you can, you'll definitely want to follow Shreya and me on social media as well. All right. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you for thank having, you for us. having us. As always, thanks for listening. And if you got value out of the show, please show us some love and rate us by going to ratethispodcast.com backslash Total Fit Boss Chick. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick podcast. Bye for now.